This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Getting up, getting out, or only just getting home? It's Joy Weekend Breakfast. We have our next guest in the studio, Ando. We certainly do. Steve Pennells is one of Australia's most respected and awarded journalists. Five-time Walkley winner, six-times United Nations Award, Peace Prize Award for journalism, former network investigative reporter for Channel 7. He also is not afraid to stand up for the rainbow community in social media and cop the backlash and speak up and intelligently speak up. Hey, Steve, thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Hey, it's so great to have you in the studio here. There's so many... When I was looking... Like, I, I've stalked you on... so Not stalked, but I've followed you on social media for... No, stalked is the right word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, social media for a long time. And I, I, there's so many things I wanted to talk to you about, and it was really hard to go, which one will I go to first? So let's go with it. What's it like to be sued by Australia's richest person, Gina Reinhart, and win? Well, I mean, it was probably the roughest two years of my life. I don't know if, oh. if, if your listeners know the backstory about it. Can but you I, give the backstory? Yeah, so um, I was doing a lot of stories about Gina Reinhardt, and she was in a massive battle with the, with the kids. Mm. Um, they wanted I, all their money, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was very, it was, succession has nothing on, on that family, right? It was very, <laughs> it was very, very bitter. <laughs> and, uh, and they, and, and I got information about it. It was all kind of secret. And I wrote yeah. some stories about it, and I had information that um, she didn't want me to have. Um, nothing illegal, nothing yep. defamatory. You had a that, source? But, um, I had sources that and then she she tried to find out who my sources were um uh. so she took me to court i refused and then i was in contempt of court because i refused and it went on for two years and and the upshot was i could have been jailed for it really um yeah yeah, yeah. contempt of court is is a, is a big thing yeah so i'd done nothing wrong journalistically but she was trying to force me to to reveal who i got the information from because all the information i had could have only come from a core group of people and they'd all signed non-disclosure agreements so she ended up taking all them to court basically <gasps> wow and then i was dragged in. You subpoenaed and everything else. And I refused. And then it just dragged on and on. It became a massive, massive story. And at the time, there weren't shield laws for journalists. No. But this was in Western Australia, but yep. there were as a result of what happened to me. But I, it became an international story and I didn't expect, um, I didn't expect to win. And, and when I went to court, my lawyer just said, look, pack a toothbrush. You might have to spend, you know, maybe just a couple of weeks or a month in jail or whatever. Do you know, I, I have such admiration for journos because, you know, a good journalist never reveals their sources. Yeah. That's the whole point of yeah, you doing yeah. the work that you do. Were you not worried when they, um, when they put you up for contempt? Um, I, I, I was worried, definitely. I mean, but, but I, I had no choice as, as, as I saw as it. And, uh, um, it was interesting, but she, so I did win, but in the end, she kind of won as well because a lot of journalists stopped reporting on her. On her. Or were very, very careful because she, she sort of put the fear of God into them mm. and they didn't want to go through what I went through. Well, if um, you think about legal battles, often the thing is, oh, well, we could fight, fight this, but it's going to cost a lot of money. I don't think that would go through Gina's head. No, the, oh, well, I'm going to have to spend 10 mil. Well, I mean, p- p- picture this. I'd turn up in court every day and she'd throw all these things at me to, to cost money. And thankfully, my, my, paper was backing me. But I'd turn up and she'd have this army of QCs, a gust of wind would come in, they'd walk in there. And my lawyer was like Dennis DeNudo from the castle, you know. (laughs) It was literally a David and Goliath situation. So we, like, and... And it was kind of satisfying because she, you don't win cases against her. And no. she's, um, 
But, you know, I, you know, I had a lot of, you know, I, I was told there were things being done and uh, I was being monitored um, by people close to her and I was told, you know, not to go to certain places, not to, you know, they were they'll out. try and give you a smear campaign or something yeah. and discredit yeah, and, you. And also an intimidation. There was a bit of mm. intimidation <gasps> there, just the, the, the fear of it. Because over my head for two years, it was this fear of going to jail, of, of reporting that. And yeah, so it was tough, but it was, you know. It was it was good, and then, and then there's a little. There was a funny thing. I don't remember. There was a a miniseries, House of Hancock, with Sam Neill playing mm-hmm. like Hancock and that. And this was midway through the um, the court case, and yeah. I was I was told not to uh, comment on it by my lawyers, not to engage or anything like that. And I knew the people who were making it was Claudia Carvan and, and mm-hmm. people like that. And they said, "Look, do you want to come in and just you know have a little?" <laughs> so next, in there's a dinner scene in in the in, and I wasn't credited. So this is kind of a bit of trivia. Yeah. Um, and I'm I cameo as a dinner guest next to Sam Neill playing Lang. This was midway through. The, it was just kind of tro- trolling Gina. Like. <laughs> a little poke the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Hey, so just, just before we end this topic, so in terms of the the laws now, you have got some protections. Yeah. And that so, changed because of your court case. Well, well, well. During the court case, WA introduced shield laws, but they weren't retrospective. So even though what happened to me result in these laws yeah. I wasn't protected by them but the judge thankfully saw it as you know the vibe of the thing basically you yeah. know, to quote Dennis DeNudo again um, <laughs> you know but that this is the intent of the laws and, and I was kind of protected so there are there's, there are better shield laws now fantastic yeah. well, well done well, well done well, yeah well I guess the courage and strength that, that you you had to do that yeah. and speaking of courage and strength let's fast forward to a few weeks back the world focused on Sydney World Pride yep. you were up there for an, a range of events and reasons mm-hmm. You, in your social media, are very, I guess, stand up, you stand up for things, but you were slammed, you got some pretty serious hate DMs. Yeah, 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 really nasty, uh, calling me a pedophile, calling me all these sorts of things. And I get those a lot because I'm Do quite, you? yeah. You're like, actively Well, when I was proud. at Channel 7, they didn't want me to, to be, out. be too gay. Or, you know, too or, gay, what's too gay. that mean? Well, Don't no, have well, a, any, anything, a, basically. Yeah. So um, my social media, they didn't want, they wanted me to appeal to the western suburbs, middle-aged women, you know, um, who watch the, who were the So audience. red carpet, tuxedo sort of Yeah, yeah, and it. just, you know, want the middle-aged women in, in, you know, west of Sydney to, yep. you know. <laughs> Fancy and so I started, and I started just pushing back and putting stuff out there. Yeah. Um, and because of my following is on social media, it's like half of them are like middle-aged conservative women, half of them are gays. Yep. And it's, it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird, weird mix. How so, do you curate that content? Well, well, every time I post something, I lose a thousand or so of the other side. But uh, lose a thousand, gain a thousand. One with shirt, one without shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, um, but but yeah. So during Mardi Gras, I was getting a lot of these these things calling me, you know, pedophiles, calling me this because I I spoke out of there was that rapper who who. Yes. So I spoke out about that, and then I was just being attacked, and people sort of saying you're going to be bashed and all this stuff, and we know where you live and everything. And I do get that a bit, really. Um, just, but I normally ignore it. But I just thought in Mardi Gras was important to just sort of show mm. what we're still facing. That it's not all rainbows and glitter, and you know, and Kylie. It's you know, there's still there's still a lot of stuff out there. And I mean, I say to people in in the community, you know, they say, look, we won marriage equality, and I go, well, yeah, we did, but one out of three people still made an effort to deliberately go and vote no. Yeah. Yep. So when I walked through the street after the marriage equality the survey, I, I, I was walking past and thinking, one, one in three people I'm passing. Yeah. Don't support know, me. Well, and, and, but, but, you know, went to the effort of doing because it, it wasn't yes. compulsory. So I think that we do, do live in a bubble, and I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, 
there's 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 <laughs> there is a feeling out there. I was up there on the bridge walk on on that Sunday, yeah. and um, I, one of the things I, I talked about often is that the amount of um, straight allied parents, um, mostly with with trans kids that were there just in a show of strength and support, yeah. and you just think all the stuff that we've seen in the states, um, a lot of the bad commentary we've got here is like there is so far for us to go, yeah. and all of these all of these hard fought won equality things yeah. that we've managed to achieve is like. They could go at the drop of a hat, and it, it's a constant battle. Hundred percent. Look at what's happening in America now, oh. and, the, and the stuff. You know, I've got a f- some drag queen friends and the trans friends, and the stuff they're getting now about being pedophiles, about mm, the story terrific. type. Thing, it's scary. It's scary where it's going. So, t- oh, three years ago, you were quoted as saying this. Speaking of, of the shit show that's going on yeah. in the United States when it comes to tr- TGD equality, you quote. You sp- said this quote. Has anyone thought about turning America off and on again? <laughs> I love that quote. Right. <laughs> I lo- because we'll just, we'll just reboot can, the damn can country. We reboot the so country. clever, yeah. It's so clever. Now It needs it though, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I've got a little surprise. There's somebody that I heard you have a connection with, and mm. I hope I've got this right. Talking I, about talking about drag queens and their approach to that subject as well. Oh, I wouldn't call have you not, No, you've not heard about this? No. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll tell the story after right. you've done your I surprise. I actually need to leave the mic. I'll be okay. two seconds while I get, so, get and, a special guest. Yes. We've got a very special guest for you, Steve. Oh, really? So hang, hang fire. Someone we believe you've worked with, which Andrew's going to get out for you. This <laughs> <laughs> is this Dolly. Dolly. For, for, for listeners, there's a big cardboard colour Dolly Parton that's just appeared next to me. Do you know, so, like, what does that mean when you say Dolly? What what's your connection, or is there a connection? There, there is. I, I I did some work with Dolly. I, I filmed with what? her in Nashville um, a, a few years ago. Hey, Steve, just say that one more time. I, I did some filming with Dolly in Nashville a few years ago. Um, Dolly Parton. Uh, where, where does she come up to you on your body? Just she's quite um, petite. Because she's petite. I've got a photo on my phone. I'll show you the two okay. of us next to each other. And she's quite. She's quite petite. And she's and her waist is tiny. And other parts aren't. Other yeah. parts aren't. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she went. She's she's a massive, massive ally of, of our queer community. And, and she, she, she was basically saying, you know, if they're going to ban drag queens in Tennessee, they you know I put on more makeup or more wigs than oh, any of those girls yeah. do. Are they going to ban me as well? Uh, yeah. Was her quote. Um, how did that work come about? That how did you go over there and do some work? Well, as we were Sunday night, we're just filming with, with her, and I, did, I was doing a piece with Linda Ronstadt, Emily Harris, and her. Um, <laughs> Hang on, while I drop some names. <laughs> no, no. Sorry. I'm not name dropping, but that no, was a, but that, please do. But that was a story. So the three of them were doing the trio album. It was coming out again. Yeah. Really. So I yeah. so I just flew across and went to San Fran, Linda Ronstadt, because she's you know quite oh. sick and everything else. And then um, and then I was with Dolly in, in Nashville, just doing some stuff with her. And and it was it was one of those things where you don't necessarily want to meet your idol sometimes because yeah. I, in my line of work, I've been very disappointed sometimes. Oh. <laughs> but. Dolly was everything you could possibly hope she would be. Wow. Yeah. I'm doing- glad to hear that, though, because she, she, she not only just walks the talk, she, she does everything she says she's done. And she does it cleverly. Yeah. Like, like, like she treads that line. She's, she's a darling of the conservative movement in America and the, yes. and the Christian fundamentalist movement. But, she, but you're right, she pushes back about on, on gays and trans issues. But she does it in a very, very clever way. Like yes. she is literally the smartest person in the room, but she, she plays the whole mm. the dumb blonde. But literally she's, she's got everyone, you know, she's head and shoulders about everyone else in the room. She is. Yeah. She, um, when she was promoting her book, um, she did, I think, three or two radio interviews across Australia. Mm-hmm. And she and her manager chose which stations to do it with. There was a commercial one. She picked Joy. And, she yeah. picked Joy. and it was like we were all in meltdown going, 
Dolly Parton's like doing an interview with us, yeah. and it was beautiful. She was beautiful and yeah, supportive. Because people underestimate her. Like she does stuff, and she lose sixty minutes in Australia for something, and they'll just be get some sort of straight white male asking her questions, and they'll sort of titter and talk, you know, make boob jokes and everything else, and it's just tired. And I think she likes it to to engage with people who are actually a bit more, you know, cerebral about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now I've did a bit a bit more research. I kind of got some fast questions for you. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> very topical at the moment. Is I, ha- I haven't. Pre- Proofread these. No, and uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let him. And no, I'm not asking. Be wary, you Steve. Right. Be wary. <laughs> is it Very true? Worried. Is it true that you've not only met Stormy Daniels, you gave her your baseball cap? Yeah, I did. I did, and I've been texting her actually the last week. Stormy so. Daniels is in the the, the um, Donald Trump. Yeah, Storm Stormy is the one who, who who basically yeah. has screwed Donald Trump twice now. Once, so, <laughs> once, <laughs> once, once physically, and now and now with a court case. Yeah. So, Steve, can I ask you why you why you've been texting Stormy? Uh, well. <laughs> I, I, They're mates. No, I actually, I actually went over and did an interview and filmed with her last year, um, and we got on really well. And I think she's fantastic. You know, um, again, another smart woman. Yeah, no, it's a bit like Dolly. You know, you you see one thing. I think everyone's got a story. Everyone's got layers, mm. and people kind of write people off from a certain way. And she's, you know, she's 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 funny. She's clever. She's she's doing the show in America called I think Daddies and um, Twink, like some dating show. Some oh, dating really? Show. <laughs> and she's asked me to be on it as a judge it, in the second season. Oh, oh, not as a daddy, as a hot yeah. daddy. No, 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 not as, as a judge, as a judge. Wow. But, but yeah, she's great. Do you yeah. think she's she's happy that she's uh, part of this maelstrom with with Trump at the moment? No, she's not. I mean, one thing. I mean, it's doing good business for her now. I mean, her. I think she's on yep. Pornhub. She's the number one search at the moment wow. on Pornhub. But um. She, you know, she said, you know, she had a, a big career in, in, in film, adult films, yep. and she didn't want to be known as a, as a woman who, you know, spent 90, 90, the worst 90 seconds of her life, as she explains it, with, with Donald Trump. And and she she didn't want to make it public. It was Michael Cohen who made it public. You know, uh, she never came forward and said, yeah, you know, hey, look at me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, everyone knows her name now. I guess it can't be bad for business. All right, next question. Mm-hmm. These are supposed to be quick questions, yeah, Paul. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> Does it upset you? Like, what's your reaction when you post on social media something fighting for queer rights on one hand and you notice the number of likes versus you in a swimsuit and the comparison? I did some mathematics and yeah. created a spreadsheet. You know, the, the less clothing, the more likes you get. I think that's Instagram generally, though, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> like, oh, you, is your reaction just like that? You laugh it off or? I laugh it off. It's sad. It's sad because it's like, I don't know if you, um, like a few years ago, I, 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 I was fat shamed a while back. Yeah. On, on um, I was papped and put on a website called Fat Male Celebrities. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and if you Google me now, you won't get any of the awards or the or my stuff in war zones. You'll just get pages and pages of of, of this, that article, this body stuff. Yeah, yeah or body articles stuff. around it. it became yeah. people obsessed with it. So, uh, you know, I think it's sad. And I think in our community too, there's that that. Um, you know, I, I I find it quite sad. I saw that a bit of World Pride, yeah. and and you talked about the the march, and that mm. was the the time I felt in World Pride that it felt back to what we should be doing, what the community should be doing. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff was just body focused, and everyone gets validation from. <laughs> The, the yeah. number of people here in yeah. Melbourne, and I've, I've got a lot of um, queer friends that I follow, they felt compelled to do the dieting, to oh. do the working out, and were also, you know, getting getting fat-shaming comments when they were there if they hadn't done that work. And it's like, we, we should be beyond this by now. Here's a yeah. stat for you. 61% of attendees to World Pride in Sydney had disordered eating in the lead-up to the event. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. That yeah. is... And and the beginning of disordered eating, or what follows on from disordered eating, is often disordered eating. Yeah, I mean we need to do more work on. That. I mean I do a bit of work with mental health charities, and yep. and this is obviously a big issue in the gay community because yeah. the, you know people get their validation or self worth from hmm. you know how they look or, or how many likes they get of on course. Instagram. Or yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. All right, my yeah. final question. Yep. 
If Paul's sick one Saturday, will you come in and co-host with me? 100%. Like- oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a happy man. Oh, you're Steve, too easy. Thank you so much thank for dropping by much, this guys. morning. I know how busy you are. Um, award-winning journalist Steve Panels, thank you for joining us this morning on Joy Weekend Break. Thanks yep. for having me. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.